Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The following program was previously recorded. We regret we'll be unable to accept your phone calls, but we invite you to participate during the next live broadcast of this program. The following is a CNY Talk Radio presentation. This is Taps Para Magazine Radio. Taps Para Magazine Radio. Here are your hosts, J.B. Johnson and Aaron Sagers. Good evening and welcome to Amps Para Magazine Radio, your weekly broadcast into things unknown. Brought to you, of course, by the Atlantic Paranormal Society, Taps Para Magazine, and the Leatherstocky Media Group, and heard exclusively right here on CNY Talk Radio and the CNY Talk Radio Network. I'm your host, J.V. Johnson, publisher of Taps Para Magazine, paranormal expert, along with Aaron Sagers, editor of Taps Para Magazine, and paranormal pop culture expert. And we also have a special guest with us tonight in will be here frequently with us on the program. Stacy Jones, paranormal investigator, founder of Central New York Ghost Hunters, which is, by the way, the largest and oldest paranormal group in New York State. Our phone number, if you'd like to call us, is 315-421-9325. Coming up later in the program, we've got uh, guests for you. We'll have plenty of discussion and uh, look forward to bringing you some, some uh, experts in the field, uh, various fields of the paranormal. Right now, though, Aaron, one thing we can be sure about is that uh, the news continues to be interesting and uh, strange. Yeah, Jim, thanks. Uh, got a lot of interesting things going on here in the paranormal world. Uh, some news such as, uh, well, as everybody should know, the Atlantic Paranormal Society, TAPS, hey, that's us, uh, they have a new season underway of Ghost Hunters, and both Jason and Grant well, they've made it their life's mission to help anyone with questions pertaining to paranormal phenomena and ghost hunting. And the TAPS group, it's a fair, fairly ordinary group of people that includes office managers, factory workers, teachers, even psychic hotline gurus. And they've all been moonlighting to understand seemingly unexplainable disturbances. And uh, fans of Ghost Hunters know that contact between humans and spirits from the afterlife, it may not be as far-fetched as it might might seem in fact as plumbers by day and ghost hunters by night jason hawes and grant wilson and their team have worked to track down the presence of paranormal activity across the country and uh well the new season it's airing uh wednesday nights at nine on the sci-fi channel so you guys should check that out in addition to that dr richard b hoover an astrobiologist at nasa's marshall space flight center well he says he's found conclusive evidence of alien life in the fossils of bacteria found in, ex in an extremely rare class of meteorite. Hoover told FoxNews.com that, quote, this field of study has just barely been touched because, quite frankly, a great many scientists would say that this is impossible. Hoover says he discovered the fossils by breaking apart the meteorite and checking out the exposed rock with a scanning electron microscope and a field emission electron scanning microscope. Sounds like expensive gadgets there. 
He found fossils of microorganisms. And he actually goes on to say that the exciting thing is that there are, in many cases, uh, recognizable fossils, and they can be associated very closely with the generic species here on Earth. Dr. Rudy Schild of Harvard-Smithsonian Center for Astrophysics says, quote, given the controversial nature of this discovery, we have invited 100 experts and have issued a general invitation to over 5,000 scientists from the scientific community to review this paper and to offer their critical analysis. So we may not be alone in the galaxy. Kind of, kind of creepy, kind of cool. And in addition to that, Coming to us from Triangle News Source, we hear that a, a man uh, that owns a North Virginia house, he has found tombstones in his basement. Apparently, he was getting ready uh, to put his home on the rental market and found two tombstones in his basement after two tenants abruptly left with, uh, with very little notice. Uh, this just happened a couple weeks ago. While in the basement... The gentleman by the name of Edward Grog says he saw slabs of concrete lying on the floor. Quote, when I picked them up, I could feel the grooves. So I took them and turned them around, leaned them against the wall, and then I realized they were real tombstones. I don't believe in ghosts, but I was kind of spooked. Why was Grog spooked? Well, because uh, according to him, the tombstone discovery is just the latest in a series of eerie events in the house, including a light bulb that inexplicably turned on while power was shut off. The only tombstones I've found in my house are the pizza kind. Oh, <laughs> oh that's bad. Yeah. <laughs> now, you know, it's interesting. Investigators, they're still trying to find out how the stones got in the house. Uh, they're, apparently, the house was purchased as an investment property in 2003, and the last tenants were a man and wo- woman who argued frequently, and uh, apparently they left the house without notice, and um, still, the, the woman, apparently, weeks later, surrendered the key to the house, leaving no contact information behind. Well, moving on to cryptozoological news, there is a million-dollar hunt for Bigfoot that is, well, afoot. The million-dollar hunt for Bigfoot is going to be held in the San Juan region of Colorado on July 10th to 14th, 2010, so book your flights now with Hunt headquarters located at Bigfoot Central in Silverton, Colorado. That's approximately 50 miles north of Durango, Colorado. Many sightings of Bigfoot have been reported in this area over the past 200 years with recent credible reports of sightings. I don't know what counts as credible reports. Uh, Reports of sightings and personal encounters during 2009. Now, registered participants will be given 96 hours to locate and photograph Mr. Bigfoot. So that that seems like a reasonable amount of time to hunt down Bigfoot, 96 hours. Uh, And how do you win? How do you win the million dollars? According to the the rules, the first photograph presented to the promoter and authenticated by its designated specialists will win the million-dollar reward. Additional prizes will be rewarded for photographs of Bigfoot physical evidence, such as tracks, shelters, and the likes. And uh, all that information can be gathered and, and found out at huntforbigfoot.com. That's hunt, the number four, bigfoot.com. So what do you think, Jim? Are you going to go hunt for Bigfoot? Uh, I've got a few pictures I'll submit already. Oh, all right then. Uh, well, I'm, uh, I'm excited to find the Sasquatch uh, or maybe even a Yeti in, in Colorado at the 
registered Bigfoot headquarters. Uh, me personally, I'm thinking that a million dollars, it shouldn't be a picture. You bring him <laughs> to me for a million dollars, and I'll tell you if it's real or not. Maybe teach him a trick, get him to talk. Right. You know, if you don't want to kill him, just, you know, dark going to be good, bring him in. Coming up later in the program, we've got Dana Wingard, uh, organizer and promoter of Phenomenology, event coming up in Gettysburg, Pennsylvania. Also, Britt Griffith from the TV show Ghost Hunters and Beyond Reality Events, and Barry Kling from Ghost Lab and Everyday Paranormal, right here on TAPS Paramagazine Radio. This is TAPS Paramagazine Radio. TAPS Paramagazine Radio on CNY Talk Radio. Welcome back to TAPS Paramagazine Radio. I'm your host, J.V. Johnson, along with Aaron Sagers and our special guest, Stacy Jones, as we continue through another evening of discussing things unexplained. Well, maybe we can explain some things along the way. I mean, at least that's our host. We're getting ready to go to our first special guest of the evening, uh, Dana Wingard and Chris Wingard, um, working together as organizers and promoters of an event in Gettysburg coming up. It's a paranormal event of many aspects called Phenomenology. It's uh, coming up shortly. And uh, Dana and Chris, are you with us? Yeah, we're here. We're both here. Welcome, welcome to the program. We're excited to have you on. Now, of course, one of the things we've seen in the paranormal community as of late, I'd say building over the last couple of years, is a lot of events. Some okay, some great. And phenomenology seems to fall into the great category. Tell us a little bit about its origins. Well, thank you for that compliment. Um, phenomenology started about three years ago, and um, it was something that I wanted to do to bring everybody in the paranormal together. We... Um, We've been investigating on our own for about seven years, and I started going to the Darkness Radio events. And, you know, I kept telling Dave Schrader how great Gettysburg was and say, Dave, come on, do an event in Gettysburg. And finally one day he said to me, just do it yourself. So I said, okay, well. <laughs> so I started doing um, the event in Gettysburg, and I kind of wanted to have something for everybody. And that's why if you um, look at the website, you'll see we have, um, you know, a lot of ghost hunters, psychics, um, paranormal researchers. We also have... Um, cryptozoologists, we have someone who's going to talk to us about alien abduction, we have mediums, you know, it, it's a little bit of everything, and I kind of like the idea of having something there for everybody. Now, Dana, this is Aaron, and uh, this is the third year that you've done this. Yeah. Uh, who is a guest that you're really looking forward to having this year that maybe couldn't make it out to other years or that you've really been trying to to uh, lock down and, and bring in? Wh- which guest is that? Well, you know, it's funny. I'm a paranormal investigator, and I do the, um, the ghost thing, but I was so excited this year to get Travis Walton. He was the abductee um, whose story was based on Fire in the Sky. It was a movie um, made back in the late 80s. Um, he was the abductee that was missing for five days, and for some reason his story just intrigued me so much. I was so excited about getting Travis to come to the event and, and talk about what happened to him. Now, now, Travis was the one that was uh, working as a logger. Am I right? They were coming yeah. back from out being log, you know, logging and and got abducted at that point. He right. wrote a, he wrote a book first, right? Right. There, he wrote a book. Um, they had actually thought that there was um, a fire in the woods, so they went over to investigate. And he they saw the spacecraft. He got out of his car, and you know, then that's what happened. 
But, uh, yeah, he wrote a book first, and then they made the movie. And, um, you know, his story is so interesting to me. And, like I said, I'm not a UFO person, but for some reason his story just intrigued me. I was so excited about getting him to come out. Yeah, what state did that take place? Was that Maine? That was Arkansas. Arkansas, yep. 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 Now, you mentioned the, uh, you know, you've got the UFO um, aspect to it. But also cryptozoological, I, I like that. It fascinates me because you don't see a lot of events that encompass encompasses ghosts, uh, UFOs, and cryptozoology. Who do you have that's going to be showing up at Phenomenology that's going to be talking about the cryptozoological angle? We're going to have Eric Altman coming this year. He's the founder of the Pennsylvania Bigfoot Society. Great guy. He's got a lot of evidence. He's got some amazing videos, and um, he knows his stuff. He's actually organizing his own event out in the woods, um, to, um, for, to have people come and look for Bigfoot, and he has another event coming up, too. But um, great guy, sweetheart. He was always an attendee of um, phenomenology. You know, he, he would come out and just be, be somebody who paid to come and all this, and when I realized what he did, um, I wanted him to come and speak. He actually brought a Bigfoot cast last year to auction off or, um, you know, wrap off or whatever, and, and that was kind of cool. They were authentic Bigfoot cast, so that was pretty cool. Dana, do you and your husband live in Gettysburg? No, we live in Maryland. You live in Maryland, so you're not too far away, though. No, we're about an hour and a half. And and, and I'm I'm assuming that the, the stories and the mystique associated with Gettysburg, which is world renowned, actually, is is what drew you to the idea and to really wanting to to create this and bring paranormal investigators or other paranormal enthusiasts to the town. Yes, definitely. It's it's a place unlike any other. I mean, so the feelings that you get there, the energy in the town. It's amazing. It's absolutely amazing. And you cannot walk into a building um, in Gettysburg without someone living there or, or that owns the place telling you a, a ghost story. <laughs> I mean, it's everywhere. Well, one of the things I find interesting, as actually a Civil War buff in one of my spare time hobbies, um, going to Gettysburg rather frequently for that aspect, I've noticed over the years a very distinct shift from the not that the civil war component is gone because it's still there very heavily obviously but the the ghost and paranormal component has grown considerably oh it has it has definitely i mean like i said literally every place you go they have a ghost story they have pictures on their walls of you know different evidence that um customers that have come in or or people that have lived there have taken they, everybody has something to tell you about a ghost story and it's great i mean the buildings are old the streets are just it's also because of everything that happened there, I mean, I guess the battle wasn't, you know, a good thing, but the battle occurred in the whole town. The whole place is a battlefield. It, you know, there was so much death, so many emotions. It's just, I can't, it's so charged with energy in that place. Well, I couldn't think of a better place to do it. Yeah, if, if there's one thing that um, being involved in investigating the paranormal has taught us is where there's that type of emotion and grieving and trauma is is a, is really a catalyst for paranormal activity. Right. Yeah, I, I had gone there about 15 years ago before the whole ghost thing had kind of taken off. There was only one ghost tour, and that was Mark Nesbitt's at the time. And um, I'd gone there for the one of the very first ghost conferences that ever taken place and had talked to some of the reenactors that were there that while they were filming Gettysburg. And what was interesting was is that these reenactors were actually having experiences while they were filming the movie. And they talked about filming one battle scene and, and uh, a thunderstorm had come in and they called these 250 extras off and put them into a, into a tent. 
And what was interesting was, is during the time that, that this was going on, in the flashes of light and the lightning, they were seeing this battle taking place. And they called everybody out of this tent in the pouring rain. They stood there and in the flashes saw the battle, the horses, they heard the cannon fire. And it lasted maybe two to three minutes and finally moved on its way. But what was interesting was is out of the 250 people that were there, about 200 of them actually saw it and said, yes, it did happen. And this was way before the ghost thing was vogue and, and you know, in style here. And, you know, I love hearing stories um, when I talk about, you know, if you talk to the people in the tourism center about how visitors will say, oh, that was such a great reenactment, or, you know, this, uh, the guy that was all dressed up on the side of the road was awesome, and they're like, yeah, we didn't have anybody out there, we didn't do any reenactment today. I always love hearing those stories. And if you're just joining us, we're listening to TAPS Paramagazine Radio, and uh, we're speaking with Dana Wingard and her husband, Chris Wingard, of Phenomenology that's taking place in Gettysburg on March 24th to 27th. Uh, and Dana, how do you incorporate the investigations with the Phenomenology event? Because during the day, you're having uh, lectures uh, for, I, I guess, three days. So right. do you just gather for ghost hunts at night, and, and where do you go? We, um, what we do is we stop the lectures around 10. We will have a couple late night lectures for people who are going on investigations, but uh, we usually stop around 10 so that we can get out to the, um, the different ghost hunts. And it's a la carte. You pick which, which one you want to go on. Oh, we have so many places this year. We have the Tilly Pierce House. We have the George, what's called the George George House. Jenny Wade, the orphanage. Um, the... International Museum of Spiritual Investigation. We have General Lee's headquarters, and we also have the farmhouse that's right there on the property of the of the Eisenhower Hotel. So we've got a lot of different places to go, and I and I like the idea that we give our attendees um, the option to pick where they want to go. They don't, they're not locked into one location, and they can also decide whether they want a full night investigation, which lasts till six a.m., or if they just want to stay for a half night, which is until two. And after a couple of years of putting this event on. What are some of the interesting stories that you've picked up from phenomenology, maybe based on the investigations that people have gone to, or, or maybe just roaming around the town uh, during the day or in the evening? Uh, what stories have you heard as a result of phenomenology? Well, let me let my husband tell you two of those, because he actually had something happen in the basement of the farmhouse at the um, Eisenhower, and one of his friends who left the conference to go home um, experience something on the road. So let me turn that over to him because he can tell those a little bit better than I can. Yeah, when, when we were investigating the farmhouse, we, we were having a, um, a couple of our investigators from our group were down there, and uh, we had uh, two on the far, far wall across from us, and um, one of my investigators, I mean, totally got creeped out because he had he felt like footsteps were like actually like coming up towards him. And you know, everybody was seated in a position and you know, nobody was moving around down there. So he said it actually sounded like, you know, footsteps like coming up towards him. And it got to the point where he uh, got very uncomfortable and moved from one side of the room to the other side of the room. So that was one thing that I actually experienced and, you know, seeing these little balls of light, you know, um orbs, if you will, actually manifest there in the basement right in front of your eyes was remarkable, too. Um, the other story I'd like to talk about, a friend of mine who is also a police officer uh, left our event. Um, he was driving home, and he noticed a, um, 
a, a guy on a horse, okay? And this was like in the middle of the night. He had left, you know, probably around 9 or 10 o'clock at night and um, sees this horse. And he said he, he couldn't really describe a color or anything. It was kind of like a, a, like a shades of gray and stuff like that. And he stopped his car, went to get out, and it just disappeared right there in front of him. So he, he actually called me on the phone, like, right after it happened. He said, you know. Now, now he saw this, Chris, he saw this on the battlefield? Yes, he actually saw it, like, by Wheatfield and Orchard, um, um, Peach Peach Orchard. Orchard. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Oh, interesting. Right in that area. Um, He actually saw it, you know, in the middle of the road and just, like, start walking into the battlefield and uh, just disappeared right there in front of him. You're listening to Tabs Para Magazine Radio on the Central New York Radio Group, CNY Talk Radio. And we are looking, uh, we are currently talking, actually, to Dan and Chris Wingard, uh, organizers of Phenomenology, an event being held in Gettysburg. Coming up in just a few minutes, we'll have another guest, and one of the Phenomenology guests joining us, um, Barry Kling from Ghost Lab, and also Everyday Paranormal, be joining us on the phone in just a minute. We've got about 60 seconds before we have to go to break. Chris, tell us, tell us the, the types of stories that you get, whether it's from attendees of Phenomenology or just because you live in such proximity to Gettysburg, do, do they continue to get, get uh, better, if you will, uh, as more and more people discover the paranormal aspect of Gettysburg? Um, I mean, pretty much they stayed the same, you know, as far as the stories. Um, we had um, one of the girls that comes down, she comes down every year. She is from Canada, and it was kind of funny. She said she looked out of the farmhouse, um, and she saw a cowboy. Uh, and I'm like, well, what were they wearing? And she described it to me. I'm like, that's not a cowboy. That's, that's a soldier, because she has no idea what the garb was. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> yeah, being Canadian and all, I guess. Yeah, 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 yeah. No idea. I'm like, you know, those Canadians don't know anything about the seasoner. But, um, you know, it, I don't know if we're having similar experiences. I don't think we're having more, and I don't think that they're any different. Um, there just seems to be a lot going on. We, um, we're taking John Zassis around to the different haunted locations so he could kind of drop in on the, the different investigators, and we sat down in General Lee's headquarters, and he was looking at a video camera that someone had set up, and he could see the display screen. And clear as day, he saw a shadow move across it. And he was like, are you recording? I hope you're recording. <laughs> you know, so it's just it's something from everywhere that they go. Somebody's getting something. You're listening to Taps Paramagazine Radio on CNY Talk Radio. CNY Talk Radio. Tamps Para Magazine Radio. Welcome back to Tamps Para Magazine Radio, your weekly broadcast into things unknown. Brought to you, of course, by the Atlantic Paranormal Society. Tamps Para Magazine and the Leatherstocking Media Group heard exclusively here on CNY Talk Radio. I'm your host, J.B. Johnson, along with Aaron Sagers and our very special guest, Will be a frequent guest, I'm sure. Stacy Jones, paranormal investigator and uh, founder of Central New York Ghost Hunters. Our guests are our featured guests for this hour. Um, we've got Dana and Chris Wingard, uh, founders and promoters of Phenomenology, an event, paranormal event being held in Gettysburg. And also joining us is Barry Kling from Ghost Lab and Everyday Paranormal. Welcome. Hey, thanks for having me. Hey, Barry, how you doing? Pretty uh, good. How y'all doing? Good. Um, 
You know, I want to talk a little bit about phenomenology in Gettysburg. Uh, you know, I met you there last year. Looking forward to seeing you again this year. Uh, you've actually had quite a few experiences at Gettysburg, if I remember correctly, and, and you've picked up some some compelling evidence of footage there. Can you talk a little bit about the, the footage you've picked up at Gettysburg? Yeah, it's actually uh, my brother Brad is the one who actually filmed it um, back when he was like 17 years old. I was in the Navy. I was stationed down in Florida. Him and my parents were just doing this kind of countrywide tour, coming down to visit me, and they were they were in Gettysburg for a few days, and they were leaving, and they were heading out of town. Um, and off to the right, they everybody in the truck, they're in my, my dad's truck, Brad, my mom, and my dad, saw these Union soldiers just walking through the field, just kind of strolling, going away from them. They're probably like three, 400 yards out in this field. And Brad told my dad to pull over, and he got his huge, big VHS camera camcorder back in the day. Uh, got it out and ran through this field trying to film them. He thought it was a reenactment. He, they're, he thought they were real people. And so he panned across, um, was going to get a little closer. They're still a couple hundred yards away from him. And he put the camera down in the in the like second second half when he looked up, they're completely gone, and nowhere around that they would have to go several hundred yards to a tree line to disappear. And in the video, when he looked back, he actually caught them when he when he panned across, and it's in it's in full color. It's uh, all the flags are flying. They're dressed in blue Union uniforms. Uh, the drummer boys have the drums uh, slung across their backs. It's very brilliant. And real, and he didn't show anybody because it is so real. It's very unbelievable when you look at it. When I first looked at it, I was like, "Oh, that's pretty cool." He called it a reenactment. It's the story that goes along with it. And these soldiers disappeared in, in the blink of an eye, and that's kind of his. That's what started him being interested in it. He, he always thought if you can film it, you can see it. There has to be some sort of scientific reason why we can, you know, have those senses and see things and hear things. So. That's what kind of kind of started the uh, the whole movement. He dragged me into it, and uh, ever since then we were researching, going on tours, doing things like that. But it wasn't until 2007 when we actually formed our Everyday Paranormal Group to actually go you know hardcore into it, and that's kind of where it started. Now, is the had Brad, Brad had gone back after that? Was uh, Phenomenology last year the first time they they've been yep, back? Yep, yep. Phenomenology was the first time he he went back. I was there. As a little kid before Brad was born, I was in Gettysburg for a trip. I never had any experiences, but yes, last year phenomenology was our first time. When we got back, and it's changed, it's changed in twenty some odd years. And we were trying to find out where that field was, and it was it was hard. We really couldn't find. And looking at roads and the map, and kind of Brad was like, "We were on this road." We found out it was it was actually Pickett's Charge, the field at Pickett's Charge, and that's where he uh, where he filmed it at. So. And There's he did go back and there. yeah, yeah, we went back there. Yeah, check it out. We actually in our the first episode of season two, of course, was Gettysburg, and we did a big scene right there, uh, actually right there next to the field uh, where it happened. So, yeah, we found it, and then like I said, phenomenology. Last year was the first time we've been back to Gettysburg in a long, long, long time. Hmm. Interesting. So, what do you think about when you go back to Gettysburg? You say it's changed a lot. Uh, when you head back into the the town and you see that it is so dominated by the paranormal now, and, and in a lot of ways it's, you know, given the same uh, level of attention as the Civil War history, what do you think about that? 
Actually, I, I, I'll be honest with you, I don't like it. I mean, I, I do like the parallel, don't get me wrong, but I'm very I'm very big in the history. I, I like history to stay the way it was. Uh, same thing with the, the city of Tombstone, Arizona. Never been there. We filmed an episode there for season one, and I had all these big expectations of this Wild West town, and it's like Disney World. <laughs> it's, like, it's not like what you think it is, very commercialized and, and I mean, I understand the ghost business is a big, it is a business. It's turned out to be a business. Uh, and Gettysburg is, it's huge. But to me, it kind of taints the the history. Uh, Phenomenology 103, they do a little different, though. They, they're they very classy. We go to these places that are uh, historically correct. Uh, the, the orphanage and the Jenny Wade house and the farms where all those buildings are, I mean, they are the original way it was way back when, but when you drive down Main Street and you see, you know, 20 million ghost tours and, and uh, you know, skeletons and, you know, stuff like that really kind of takes away from the ambiance of Gettysburg. That brings up a really good point, Barry. And, and Danny, you can comment on this as well if, if you wish. Um, okay. some of the Some of the offerings in Gettysburg, which would be fall into this category, move beyond paranormal and become kind of Halloween-ish. Mm-hmm. Would, you, would you agree with that? I would agree with that. I do. I definitely agree with that. And uh, some of the ghost tours, I mean, I, I, I've done actually a few, a few of them in Gettysburg. They're entertaining, but they're not ghost hunts. They're not paranormal investigations by right. any means. They're just storytelling more than anything else. Right. And, you know, sometimes that's fine because it's, it's okay to hear the history and, and hear some of the, the ghost stories. I'm fine with that. Um, I don't like when they get a little bit too dramatic and... Um, I, um, exaggerate a little bit too much. You know, I realize it's part of the business, but uh, I personally don't like it. I can tell you that um, my group went on the Foreign Brook House Ghost Tour, and um, we went in there because I wanted to hear the stories, and we go into Farm Brook in the basement, and they're telling their stories around the morning theater, and every one of us got touched, and it wasn't, you know, a Hollywood trick or, you know, any kind of shenanigans going on, but Everyone, we're looking at each other like, did you touch me? No. Did you touch me? No. I mean, it went down the line. Seven of us got touched. And it was, so it's interesting. And, I mean, I like to go for it, but yeah, I don't like all the theatrics and the, and the other stuff behind it. I do like hearing the history. I've learned more history through those tours than I have through books, honestly. History about Gettysburg specifically? Yeah. Is that what you mean? Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Now, uh, first Barry and then Dana. You guys are going back a couple weeks, uh, and uh, phenomenology. We've got all sorts of interesting conferences and um, talks taking place. But what else is on your agenda while you're in Gettysburg? What's a thing that you're really itching to do when you head into the town of Gettysburg? Well, uh, you know, of course, we do the regular tour of the battlefield. But I've uh, I've been challenged by uh, by some guys from Prism. Uh, I think it's a prison paranormal to a wait, bowling wait, match. Wait, back up. Oh, Guys prism, from prison? Not prison. Okay, prism. <laughs> oh, sorry. Oh, yeah, prison, prison. We all heard prison. Wait, that's, that's a new paranormal group. <laughs> so I'm challenged to a bowling, a bowling uh, match, me and Brad. So I'm, I'm actually looking forward to going bowling in Gettysburg. All right, so uh, Dana, you should sell tickets to this bowling match between the Kling right. brothers and the Prism and guys. the Prism guys. No, no, prism, prism guys. guys. Prism. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Mike, I, I think I'm gonna have to talk to Big Jim and Jim Gray and see what's going on with that. In fact, if we could find some Prism guys, it might be you yeah. could sell more hey, we'll tickets. Take, we'll take them <laughs> you know, those are the ones in stripes. <laughs> you know, those striped bowling shirts. Yeah. 
think I might be able to. Well, you know, my, my husband's a police officer. He can probably pull someone out of the lockup tonight. <laughs> we should mention that Phenomenology, of course, being held uh, March 24th through the 27th at Gettysburg. What's the website, Dana, for folks who are looking for more information? It's www.phenom, and that's P-H-E-N-O-M, events.com. Well, we have the luxury of having Barry with us, and we have uh, just a few minutes before we have to go to break. But, Barry, tell us a little bit. But we were talking about Gettysburg and phenomenology, but maybe you want to bring into the discussion some other experiences you've had in, in your vast experience. As in general or just with Gettysburg? Either. If you've, got, if you've got Gettysburg experiences, that'd be great to talk about. But if you've, something else sticks out in your mind, we'd like to hear that, too. Yeah, I'll stick with the Gettysburg thing. I mean, yeah, we, we filmed there. Um, you know, we had a lot of experiences, of course, with the evidence we found, the different things in the Jenny Wade house. Uh, one of the coolest experiences that I've, I've had was in the Jenny Wade house. Uh, we were upstairs, and it was me and Brad. We were actually sitting on the floor, and uh, they were filming. And all of a sudden, in the it's like the front bedroom upstairs, right off the stairwell, where there kind of there's a chain hanging there, kind of separating the little the little activity scene there. We heard this. I mean, it was so loud and so clear, this woman crying. And me and Brad looked at each other and was like, you know, and of course we'd start dropping the F-bombs like we normally do, but, uh, you know, it was like... Well, you guys are from prison, or you hang out with prison guys, so yeah, I understand. So, yeah. <laughs> but it was like so in your face and totally caught me off guard. I was like, wow. I mean, we caught it. Of course, we played it on the, on the show, and we, we caught the EVP, but... And even the camera guys are like freaking out because where the cry where the cry came from was right next to one of our camera guys, and he was like, he was looking around, he was like, "What the hell was that?" And it was so loud. And so that was one of my experiences. Another one we had, we actually filmed, uh, we actually filmed a little scene, not actually on the battlefield proper, like the national park, but we found a guy that owned property actually on the battlefield just behind it, and we did some filming back there and. We were back there, just me and Brad, just kind of talking, and we had heard the loudest cannon fire. I mean, it was it was definitely some sort of black powder weapon go off uh, very close to us. Now, I don't know if just the uh, the locals are just firing off their cannons that night or, or what. You know, they 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 seem to party pretty hard in Gettysburg, but uh, that that was pretty chilling being in the middle of the woods at night. You know, just me and Brad, and this cannon goes off, and it was like, wow. You know that. So anything when you drive in the town of Gettysburg, you kind of feel this, like just you know, sadness, and it's just a, a weird, a weird town uh, of any town I've ever been in. But yeah, um, crazy experiences there. We were definitely looking forward to come back to Phenomenology. Uh, it's a great time. That was our first ever conference that Brad and I have ever been to. You know, since we got into the the whole show business thing, and so we we appreciate the hospitality that Dana showed us. He invited us back, so I guess we did a good job. So we're coming back, it's a good one to start. Uh, definitely a yeah, good one so to start at. It, it's definitely our favorite. We love Gettysburg. We're actually doing we're actually doing an event in uh, in um, September 16th and 17th. We're going to be at the Fairfield Inn and the Orphanage. We're actually doing a public event. Um, you can go on our website and uh, check that out if you want. EverydayParanormal.com, but. Uh, we like coming back to Gettysburg as much as we can, so we are we are chomping at the bit here in a couple weeks to be back. Our guests, Dana and Chris Wingard from Phenomenology, and of course, Barry Kling from Ghost Lab and Everyday Paranormal. You're listening to TAPS Paramagazine Radio. 
on CNY Talk Radio. Taps Para Magazine Radio continues on CNY Talk Radio. Welcome back to Taps Para Magazine Radio on CNY Talk Radio. We have as our guests this hour Dana and Chris Wingard from Phenomenology and Barry Kling of Ghost Lab and Everyday Paranormal. Now, Barry, you've been to Gettysburg so many times. You've investigated there a lot. Uh, what tips can you give to phenomenology attendees uh, who are going to be investigating well you know we've always we've always said this with all of our events or any any type of investigation is is to go in with an open mind this is not an amusement park this is not some you know some theatrical haunted house that you're going to walk in an investigation and things just start floating around and popping out and talking to you so you know have an open mind really really take in gettysburg you know do the tours you know i even suggest doing the tours finding out the history about Gettysburg before you do the actual investigations, which will be plenty of time to do that. Um, but definitely uh, soak it in and because it is, it is part of American history. and it's, Not a lot of people get to go to Gettysburg, and it's, it's a privilege to go there. And, uh, and I suggest that people definitely take advantage of everything around Gettysburg, including the phenomenology, including the guests that are going to be there. They're going to have great speakers. They're going to have you know, chip coffee and a bunch of other like Paris celebrities are going to be there. So it's going to be a great time, and uh, but have an open mind. Just going it into it, you know, to have fun. And you mentioned it's part of American history, and, and that is an excellent, excellent point. This is actually, the Civil War began in 1861, so this is the year, an anniversary year. Um, mm-hmm. So how do you believe that anniversary might impact an investigation? It could. Uh, as far as this, the town of Gettysburg, of course, it was 1863. Um, so uh, maybe maybe could work but on other battlefields, other places. Yeah, that that time frame. Because like when Brad when Brad caught that video, what you know what day that was on? What was the day? It was July first. Really? Hmm. Yeah, the start of the battle, and that's okay. when he caught that. And so uh, could could have some um, some merit to to what happens there in Gettysburg. Maybe that's why he caught it the, when he did, because that was the anniversary of the battle. So um, definitely uh, with the, you know. All right. And with, with the year, with the years, the years that have gone by, and, and because Gettysburg, I mean, things happen all the time. It's not just on anniversaries, but could, could be could be something to look at. And, and while you're at Phenomenology, who is someone that you're interested in watching speak? Any presenters that you're, you're hoping to check out? Um, I'm actually uh, looking forward to. I like I like I like talking to Chip Coffee for some because for one he's entertaining. Uh, two, he's a good friend of ours, and I really uh, I really kind of dig his passion about what he does. You know, we we've always you know we don't use psychics in our in our investigations, but over the years of being in this this field and meeting hundreds of people, we've kind of grown to you know talking more about psychics and and some of these some of these uh, mediums and, and people these have these sensitive uh you know things we we take some merit to it so i'm, I'm looking forward to, to i've never heard chip coffee speak uh, actually at a lecture uh so i'm kind of interested in checking that out 
but plus all our we get to hang out with all our friends, all the guys from and girls from Iron Island, from Buffalo. Uh, they're going to be there. Uh, Reverend Tim Shaw is a good buddy of ours. He's going to be there. Uh, Chris Fleming. I think we're going to do another uh, uh, conference type thing with Dana with Chris Fleming in July. So we're looking forward to that. So yeah, we're looking forward to seeing everybody. I'm looking. We're really looking forward to seeing Chip Coffee. Barry, thanks so much for joining us. We know you have to run and uh, to another obligation, but we appreciate you coming on the program and talking not only about phenomenology, but about some of your personal experiences. And uh, we look forward to seeing you in Gettysburg. Definitely. We'll definitely hook up and uh, like to, to give a shout-out to Big Jim and the gym. We're going to kick your ass in bowling. So, Oh, those prison guys. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. The prison guys. The prison, prison guys. guys. Whoever you want to bring, we're going to kick your ass. So. We're going to continue with Dana and Chris Wingard after uh, the top of the hour news break that we have to take. We'll remind you that you're listening to Taps Para Magazine Radio on CNY Talk Radio. Our email address, if you'd like to send us comment, comments, questions, or miscellaneous evidence, we could take EVPs, we could take photographs to discuss on the program. The email address is radio at Taps Para Magazine. No, excuse me, radio at Taps Paramag.com. That's radio at Taps paramag.com. When we come back, Stacy Jones has actually got some uh, EVPs that she's going to share with us, and I believe at least one of them from Gettysburg. Yeah, we have a couple from Gettysburg. And yeah. we're going to talk more about phenomenology and Gettysburg, all right here on TAPS Paramagazine Radio. Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.